1: Thank you for stopping by the Blue Collar Leadership podcast today. Today we're on part twenty-nine of thirty in my book, Blue Collar Leadership and Supervision: Unleash Your Team's Potential. So as we write, wrap down this uh, thirty-part series, I uh, hope you've gotten the book. I hope you've dove into the book. Hope you're getting results by applying what you've learned in the book. And also to remind you, uh, there's a thirty-part series on this book with a bunch of three-minute videos each each part is based on a three-minute video you can get you can find those at youtube.com slash C slash story and that'll be my YouTube channel and you can look under the playlist for blue collar leadership and supervision so today chapter 9 is titled top performers the subtitle is the challenge of retaining your game changers and back in July I released my latest book, uh, Blue Collar Leadership and Culture, The Five Components for Building High-Performance Teams. And that's exactly what that, that book is about, is creating the kind of culture where you can retain your top performers, the game changers. And, and when you retain those type of people, they're going to help you. First of all, they're going to launch your business to the next level, your team, your organization's results, whatever you want to, view it as, view success as, the the top performers, game changers, they're the people that's going to take you to the next level and beyond. So I want to share a quote with you from Jim Collins. He says, those who build great companies understand that the ultimate throttle on growth for any great company is not markets or technology or competition or products. It is the one thing above all others, the ability to get and keep enough of the right people. And that's what all leaders are doing. If you're a formal, formal authority leader, you know the cost and the headache that comes with replacing team members, especially your top performers. So what you need to know is uh, why, most, why most people leave the team, department, or organization Why do they leave? There are many reasons why people leave, but the primary reason based on basically endless research over the past decades kind of remains at the top. The number one reason that people leave, the primary reason is based on the relationship they have with their boss. It's not the only reason, but it's the primary reason. There's a lot of sub-reasons But those reasons can be traced back to the boss. Maybe there's lack of communication. Maybe there's lack of development. Maybe there's insecurity with the boss. And so the boss doesn't give the team member credit for things that the team member does. And tons and tons of other things you've learned about during this series. But the formal authority leader has a huge impact in attracting and retaining the top talent. People tend to stay or leave because of how their boss makes them feel, ultimately. Do they feel like they matter? Do they feel valued? That starts with the boss. I promise you right now, you can tell me, if I could get on the phone with you, you could tell me how your last boss made you feel. Not the boss you have now, but the last one. There's no doubt you know how the one you work for now or report to now makes you feel. If they make you feel bad, good chance you are working for them. If they make you feel good, odds are you're working with them. And there's a big, big difference between working for someone and working with someone. But how does your boss make you feel? How do you make your team members feel? And a lot of times, the team members, especially the top t- performers, a lot of times they provide feedback because they're secure as individuals. They provide the leader with feedback. Quite often, though, the leader doesn't do anything with the information the top performers are given. Top performers are usually pretty good leaders themselves, of themselves, and then also of others. So they have they have a lot of a lot to contribute. So a lot of times when they're trying to help their leader lead at a higher level, and the leader doesn't accept it, doesn't want it. A lot of times that's the reason top performers leave. And there's something actually worse and more common than having a team member leave, whether they're a top performer or, 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 or some, an average performer. And what's worse than having them leave is having them quit emotionally but stay physically. When they quit but stay, it's the leader's responsibility to remove them from the team as quickly as possible because they're only going to contaminate the team and cause problems. Now, if the leader hasn't grown and developed this person or the team members in general, the leader's the problem. We talked about that previously when we talked about the weak link. A lot of times team members quit, but stay because the leader is not leading. They're being managed. So if a manager terminates those who quit, but stay, they're not really solving the problem because the problem is in the mirror. So what the leader has to do, ensure you're leading yourself well. If you're doing that, if you're growing and developing your team members and it's consistent throughout the organization, especially the team of people who report to you directly, you're doing your, your end of the, of the deal, and they quit, but stay. you got to step up as a leader and remove that toxic person from the team because they're just holding back everyone else, probably frustrating the rest of the team and probably frustrating you, and they're probably frustrated themselves. So get rid of that contaminant. That's what that person is, a contaminant to uh, to the team. They're toxic. So while they're when, I, when a when a leader leaves a toxic person on the team, while they're on the team, if if you're the leader and you're leave, leaving a toxic person on your team, your leadership's going to be questioned. Your integrity is going to be questioned because everyone else knows, and they also know that you know, and they know you're not doing anything about it. So you lose your integrity. You risk your integrity. And you're going to lose trust with your team when that happens. Especially the top performers. Because the top performers, they got a special eye. They really know what's going on. So to retain the best, you've got to remove the worst. And again, I always say, it doesn't mean you have to necessarily get rid of that person. If you can grow and develop them, what you want to get rid of is the worst behavior. But if they're a bad team member, they're a toxic team member, and they're contaminating the team, you need to literally remove them from the team to retain the best. Otherwise, you retain the worst and lose the best. And that just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. But I'm here to tell you, I've seen it all across the country. I've seen it throughout my career. You've probably seen it too. You could probably validate it for yourself there's a lot of leaders out there who hang on to the worst and end up losing the best because of it. Don't be that leader. Creating a team that works well together, values each other, supports the leader and the organization. That's not an easy task, but it's absolutely necessary to attract and retain top performers. And I mentioned at the start of this episode, Uh, my book blue collar leadership and culture is to help the top level leader understand it's a roadmap to help them understand how to create a culture that's going to attract and retain top performers that kind of culture does not happen by accident a high-impact leader at the top has to cause it to happen if your leader is not that kind of a leader You can still create a high-performance team who's reporting to you. But it takes a lot more development on your end because you got to navigate all the junk that's going on around you, above you, beside you, and all that kind of stuff. But your team will still be uh, attached to you, meaning they'll trust you. They'll respect you. You've got to have your integrity. I'm going to tell you this, though, but... If you're the kind of person who could actually lead a high-performance team inside of an organization that's not led by a high-impact leader up above you, the odds of you staying there is pretty low because you're going to have options, and you're not going to be happy reporting to the leader above who's not really a leader. They're more of a manager, and so you'll you'll find your, your way to a better organization. You'll fire that boss and go hire a better leader. And i share this quote with you. It says, it's the future that pulls rather than the past that pushes. And, And what that quote is about is what I just said. When you're growing and developing, the future's pulling you. The past isn't pushing you. The future's pulling you. You're growing. You're seeing at a higher level. Your level of awareness has raised. Always ask folks from the stage on a fairly often, not always, but quite often, I'll say, is your lack of awareness holding you back? And then I'm silent, kind of people kind of look around, you can tell they're thinking on it, and i say, how would you know? That's what lack of awareness is. How would you know if your lack of awareness is holding you back? Only way you would know is if you're growing intentionally, and you've made a habit out of it, and you've... Climbed your way through it over and over and you realize you have a, a lack of awareness. It's holding you back. That's why you grow. The people who truly know their lack of awareness is holding them back are the people who are intentionally, constantly growing and developing themselves because they know that truth. Their lack of awareness is holding them back. People who are ignorant to that, they're not growing and developing. If they are, it's usually someone else who's pushing them. But I'm talking about high-impact leaders. And it's the future that pulls them rather than the past that pushes them. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. Be back with you next next Friday, releasing the, the, the next episode, the last episode in this 30-part series on blue-collar leadership and supervision. So we'll be wrapping that up. One more episode. Talk to you next time.
0: make it happen or someone else will it might as well be you are you serious about taking your career and your life to the next level and beyond check out max Story's blue Connor leadership series books and others now available on audio along with paperback and ebooks at amazon itunes and audible please visit Blueconnorleadership.com to learn about max books programs special offers certifications and more Thank you for listening to the Blue Collar Leadership Podcast.